Hey guys, this is Social and today this is an exclusive episode for Inside TFT. Today I'm going to talk to Tanish and know his experiences Hi. about what he did. You know he was a trekker, right? He used to trek. He is a mountaineer. So today I'm going to talk to him about his experiences regarding different mountains that he has climbed. Yes. So uh, hi guys. Uh, I I'm really grateful for this opportunity that I'm getting this platform to share what I have done. Uh, it is it is actually a really great story I'd say, but um you know this story is all about getting like like not listening to the judgments of the people but still doing what you like and achieving your target so this is what is important so so which story would you like to hear uh, is it mount stoke kangri um yeah sure no no problem yeah. <laughs> so all of my stories have been like the same but mount stoke kangri has been an exclusive story and it has a reason behind it and you'll get to know the reason later later in the, in the later part of the story so uh, the story goes like when i was 12 we were in ladakh in leh we were we aimed to climb the highest peak of leh uh, which is mount stoke kangri 20153 feet high and you know it was quite a weird sto- uh, weird but i mean i was not supposed to be climbing at that age because i was like 12 i was 12 and a lot of people were judging because i was 12 but they were also afraid that if i do it and they don't they'll be their status will be lowered because like they'll like be discouraged yeah they'll be discouraged and that maybe that insecurity was was what was making them like judge me and stop me from climbing the peak so uh, it went like in leha uh, in 2015 we reached uh, in 2015 august 28 we left pune uh, we had a flight to leh um, the journey was amazing we we reached leh and the altitude of leh itself is 9000 feet so the peak was 20000 feet so like we had a climb of 11000 feet in 11 days so the first 5 days were quite hectic because we had because we were not acclimatized we were not yeah, so like we not were not accustomed to the accustomed to the change the change in level of oxygen hmm. because the change like dropped from uh, like 90 95% to around 60% okay so which was weird because at that altitude one can one can do no harsh physical activities so like if they do they they are like directly um what what i would say It, it makes them sick because the lack of the oxygen and the, so i so when we started climbing uh, we started from stoke village so stoke kangri has a village at its base camp at its base which is called the stoke village so we started and we reached the first camp on the first day of the first day of the climb which is called changma at changma while climbing i it was around a journey of 5 to 6 hours from stoke village to changma and in those 5 to 6 hours i met a lot of europeans mm. uh, i'm not judging any kind of europeans but i i met a hell of a lot of europeans and everyone was trying to push me down so like, like when pull you down yeah, because like not pull me down but but they were trying to mentally uh, discourage you? mentally discourage me like you know what it is mostly it is a big game of what you think in the mountain because if you think it is what actually what happens 
in the mountains and like if you are climbing and one thought of like one thought of giving up can make you give up the whole expedition just because you have got low oxygen there and like one thought of giving up keeps repeating itself in your mind and you've got no chances but you just give up and i've seen a lot of people doing that so uh, on this day one it was a 5 hour climb and a 5 hour climb i met around 5 to 6 europeans and when i asked them how far is the camp almost all of them almost all of them said it was around 10 to 12 hours for me but 7 to 8 hours for them okay the the actual thing of comparison the human behavior of comparison started from that very moment it was weird um yeah but i somehow made it to the top and then when i when we reached the camp there was this lady in our group she was quite sick but uh she was quite sick and she did not communicate it with the leader because maybe she was maybe this was because she was the only lady in the group okay, so she was uncomfortable maybe yeah she was uncomfortable sharing her problems with all the men and so that is why she never talked herself out and her and her injury started like not injury but her sickness started growing up so basically she is a victim of the german bakery terrorist attack that happened in uh, I, i don't know uh, it happened in pune i guess yeah right? yeah in koregaon park she was a victim of that and she saved a hell of a lot of people there and she had her knee injured with a rod in it okay so so she felt like she was amazing and but she couldn't actually cope up with communicating with the group causing problems later so yeah that was the day one we reached the camp and we had a long acclimatization walk it was amazing um coming back to the camp we uh, we had our food at 6 we slept at 8 we woke up at 4:30 and it and i saw something very beautiful which was the blue colored sky in the mountains so you know what the sunrise in the mountains feels like a bliss it is amazing so it was so this sunrise actually taught me a lot of stuff because i don't know but it yeah i saw a lot of stuff there but it was like very mesmerizing it kept me going again in the mountains so that that picture i have that picture still in my mind which keeps me going there again and again and again and um yeah so that day we again left uh, left changma and reached makorma makorma we were supposed to be staying at makorma for two days and um yeah and at makorma i heard a story from the upper from the next camp and the story was of a irish person who died at the camp out of altitude sickness he actually died out of altitude sickness because you know um uh, the story went like the the summit camp the last camp was right here and you have to traverse all the way because there's a valley in the middle and you have to traverse all the way and reach the peak here which was here so so this is how it goes and when that guy reached the top of the mountain he he had that altitude sickness thing again repeating like going on in his mind and because he was high he he said that the camp i can see the camp right there 
and I'm not gonna go all the way from here. So I'll, so I'll just go from the middle. I'll, I'll go. I'll choose the shortest path. The shortest path. He chose the shortcut, and he fell off a ninety uh, around an eighty degree slope, steep slope, and he died. His body was found nowhere for the next week. So this was the story that I heard, and I actually could not like you know comprehend, comprehend, and tell myself what was gonna happen to me because that was the first time I had ever been to that altitude. The last time I had been was around thirteen thousand feet, and this was something like um, the the camp was thirteen thousand feet. So again, the same height, but the next camp. Were quite a challenge because I had never been at that altitude. I I had never been at that altitude at that time. Um, yeah. So we left the camp. So we so we stayed there for two days. Uh, had our acclimatization. Um, and and we started moving to the next camp, which was the base camp. Uh, um, yeah. So again, the journey from Makorma to the base camp was around ten hours. And while going there, I again saw a lot of people, a lot of Europeans and um, partially Americans. Uh, they were yeah the same thing of comparison again. Like for me, it would be half the time, but for you, it would be twice the time. Uh, so like for you, you take twice the time to reach the top. But yeah, I also saw just because some, you're a kid. Yeah, just because I was a kid, and I also saw a lot of people doing uh, like a lot of people encouraging me and that you know uh, those people were but what felt what was sad that the people who were criticizing were outnumbering the pre- people than the people who were uh, encouraging me so this change was what actually made again like put a thought in my mind about what would happen mm. yeah so we again uh, reached the base camp we were supposed to stay for two days at the base camp for acclimatization because we had never been at the altitude of sixteen thousand feet then, and um, on the first day it was amazing. On the second day it was quite amazing, but um, the lady that I was talking about fell sick just because she did not communicate her problems. So she started her mental state got like worse and worse day by worse day. and worse day by day. And because she did not communicate, we could do nothing about it. Because if we don't know and recognize the problem, we cannot solve it. And um, this injury started to grow up. And at ten in the night, she got high. She got fever. She got cold. She caught every every disease. Uh, every uh, like every not I would say a disease, but she felt sick, highly sick. And if and her oxygen levels dropped vast vastly. Yeah, altitude sickness makes you high, right? Makes you high. Yeah, because the level of oxygen decreases in your body, and it actually like makes you intoxicated. Exactly. It's a similar feeling when you consume alcohol. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The oxygen level in your body decreases, and you feel like you are on the seventh. Yeah. Seventh. <laughs> yeah, seventh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat. And uh, the same thing was happening with her, and because the oxygen level dropped so high uh, like the oxygen level dropped so we had no option but two of the local people there picked her up in a sleeping bag and took her down to the complete village to lay her and there we had to like not to lay her i guess to changma and a helicopter rescue was the only option 
and that is why she was admitted into the hospital in leha and it actually and this was what made her stop her journey right there so this was the only problem that was caused because of the lack of communication in a team within a team so what is important is communication is the most important thing in a team you have to talk you have to express and you have to tell the problems so that the problems can be solved yeah so we we were supposed to be climbing on um yeah on the day uh, on the day i don't remember the day uh, i guess it was a friday and we were supposed to be climbing on a friday and the weather worsened the weather got so bad that the conditions like the chances of us reaching the top were were almost zero so the weather was getting too weird and too cloudy and too thunderous so we had to halt at that night and the next night when we left when we started to go, uh, when we start to climb because most of you might be knowing that we climb mountains like when we are going to reach the summit we start at night yeah because starting at night uh, keeps the snow cold making you not slip helping you to climb easily yeah like it is cold but the snow is not slippery so you can easily climb ahead the other thing is uh, because you if you start at at in the midnight at 12 or 2 then you come back to the camp at around 9 or 10 or even 11 in the morning but after 12 thunderstorms begin to like begin around the peak yeah. yeah so uh yeah so we started at 12 and we had a group of around uh, 26 people like my personal team was not more than of 8 people one one already had uh, had gone down because of her disease uh, not her disease because of yeah, her her, her, her ls yeah. her ls a disease would be a two uh disease disease oh my god <laughs> exactly okay so this was what uh, reduced a member from our team and then we again started to climb um so there's this glacier when you reach after cli- after walking for 4 to 5 hours and you reach there uh, from the camp to the glacier and once you reach there you see a lot of people like because people have to halt there to hydrate themselves and uh, put up their crampons so that they don't slip over the glacier because if you slip over the glacier the, the glacier goes directly to the city of leha okay this is a huge fall that's a huge not a fall a slide slide okay <laughs> a huge slide so we started again to um, to climb and at one point just before the glacier yeah and the glacier after the glacier there was a, a huge steep climb of around 70 degree steep so when when we reached the glacier a lot of people saw that climb and they gave up at that very moment Yeah. because that was the halfway yeah yeah for of that of the climb that was supposed to be done on that day it was yeah it was 50% of the climb till the glacier and when people saw that st- when people saw that slope everyone got mentally so sick that everyone like most most of them gave up i could like after in a moment like when i was walking i saw one person doing push ups because uh his body was getting cold 
I saw a lady, uh, a lady vomiting in the corner of the way. I saw a lot of people doing some weird stuff. I saw a person drinking caffeine, uh, like uh, energy mm. drinks at that altitude. I don't know why, but why they were doing what they were doing, but maybe this was because they were catching altitude sickness because of their mental state. Only because when they saw that steep slope, and that slope like was not even, yeah, that slope was looking not not so steep but actually it was too steep like around 70 degrees and the climb was of around two to three kilometers so like at that altitude climbing that took around four to five hours walking around for two to three kilometers and um, yeah so I saw a lot of people and when our team the team of our of the seven people of us reached the uh, reached the face face of the slope two people gave up two people gave up just because they saw how huge it was the the uh, what this the mental state the one thought of I cannot do this actually changed everything they had already made 70% of their journey and they gave up just because they thought they had less energy but what I say is if you have 70% like if you have reached 70% why not complete it right why not go to the 30% rather than going the same moment 70% back ahead yeah like a lot of people go behind 70% but not complete the last 30% and a lot of people give, give up at that very moment so um, yeah starting to climb two of them gave up so there were just around five of us and uh, and a lot of other people I don't um, I don't know the count because count is a surprise was a surprise so we started to climb and uh, after the four uh, after the five hour steep climb we reached a point where I saw player flags Ladakh Ladakhian player flags and most of the times that denoted the summit the summit of the mountain so when I saw the prayer flags I thought this is the goal and the very moment I thought I had reached the goal I stopped you know what when you think you have achieved the goal you stop working towards it again and again and again and again so if you always keep reminding yourself that the goal is incomplete you keep working towards it but in this case I thought I was I, I thought I have reached the right moment uh, I have reached the correct place so I should give up and I gave up at that very moment but after five minutes my dad came up my dad reached the same point and he pushed me somehow so that I'm I so that I could make it to the top okay so and that was not the summit that was not the summit <laughs> <laughs> and most people think that was the summit so they give up at that point they, they fucking give up at that point and you know when I reached that point it really I was surprised I I started to congratulate myself and the summit was around 300 meters from there but it was a rich around this wide you had a 5000 feet fall here and 4000 feet fall here you have to make your you have to walk only through this patch 
so so what the team did was we uh like anchored ourselves with one rope and we started climbing slowly 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 and i was actually crawling in the way because i thought i had achieved my goal so i won't have to work again so i was crawling on the way and i somehow made it to the top and actually that was a very great moment because i could not think of myself but i could not actually like figure out if it was a dream or if it was a reality because you know what that high is what makes you like you cannot distinguish what happens now uh, you cannot distinguish what uh between the reality and between what's going on your in your mind because of the high and i saw a board right there which said no one can stay here for more than 20 minutes because more than 20 minutes was quite harmful it actually made you uh made your body weak because of the oxygen and if you get weak uh walking down that ridge was too risky because the wind could make you fall fall off the ridge so um yeah we started to climb down we collect photos and the funny part in this story is that when i reached the top because of the altitude sickness i don't know what what i was going through but i said that this is the highest peak of it, of india i don't know why <laughs> i was high i was i was truly high at that moment and in a video i have that video in wherein i said that thank you uh, so much i'm very grateful for being here uh, we have reached uh, the highest point of india we have reached the highest point of india <laughs> i don't know why i said that but it was the highest point of india no it was not the highest point of india but i <laughs> i told myself that it was the highest point of india and we started to climb down we uh, yeah and the coming down the way it, i saw no one i saw literally no one on the way back and um yeah coming down that slope was too risky because the sun had already come up and uh it had the snow had started to become slippery so we so we just sat sat down on the slope and made one way <laughs> and reached the glacier reaching the glacier was amazing and we started to go back uh, reach back to the camp to the camp and when we started the climb when we started the climb Descend. the descent you would say yeah and when we started to go down um things were getting weird because i was not reaching the camp the camp was not even coming <laughs> like i could, i was i had been walking for 2 hours but the camp i could not see the camp i don't know why because maybe because i had I, so it took me 4 hours i guess 5 to 6 hours to reach from the glacier to the camp i don't know why maybe because the the time when i started walking from the camp to the glacier uh, maybe it was night and maybe i was high and being high actually made me not remember and so it took me around 5 hours to go down to the climb and there was a point on this uh, near the camp where we have where we used to have network so i was just resting at that point and my dad came like and my dad re- reached that point with the group with the group so the group leader he called the office in pune hmm. and he was like 
पब्लिश द न्यूज राइट ना तनिश इज ब्रोकन वर्ल्ड रिकॉर्ड Okay, <laughs> I was shocked at that very moment because I could not figure out if I had, I had no idea, if I was, if I had broken a world record, and it actually felt weird because, you know what, I doing this at like breaking a world record at that age was quite weird, and I don't know what happened, but I was not very happy at that moment. So we reached down. So we reached the camp. and i had some surprising news for me i have some i had some surprising news for me down the camp um on the camp a lot of people told me that that night 26 people had left to climb the peak only 6 reached the top and 5 of them was our team nice <laughs> one was i guess uh, an australian and i don't know what happened uh, i don't know what happened to the rest of them but no one made it to the top maybe just because of the fear of what lied ahead what was lying ahead and that was the steep slope that was the steep gradient and that was what actually mentally killed a lot of people actually making their physiology weak and not helping them to climb up so this is what happened and we started to um you know reach back and when we when i reached the base camp I saw a lot of people cheering up. I I I had no idea like these people were criticizing me two days ago, and now they are clapping for me. I had no idea what had happened, and I I entered the mess tent because once you are, uh, once you come back from a climb, you don't go directly to your tent because it is quite hot. You come to the mess tent, and I was I came into the mess tent, and saw a lot of people cheering up. and that moment was like i could not i could not evaluate what was happening and at that altitude after 2 hours all uh, the indian local people there cooked cooked up a, uh, like baked a cake and they made me cut it in front of all of the europeans they actually i mean i don't know why but they made all the europeans celebrate the victory of this indian child because they were only criticizing me maybe because i was a non white so this actually changed a lot of stuff because this actually gave me perspective to uh you know always complete what you've started so this story and and yeah and the story started and it ended the same way like we came down uh the world record was actually broken i I received a certificate from the Indian Mountaineering Foundation that it is official. I received a lot of honors, and our team received a lot of honors. And once we were back in Ladakh, a lot of stuff actually, um, you know, um, a lot of stuff had changed. Maybe I don't know what had changed, but my perspective towards everything had changed. I was like. I had not, I had not, not seen anything through like, you know, like everything is abundant. Maybe your horizon had broadened, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And this journey, yeah, like, and when I came back to Ladakh and I was writing about this journey, I realized that I had learned a lot of lessons from this, and some of them were like communicating with the team. This was a lesson I learned from the mistake of a team member of mine. Uh, the other was like not giving up. the other one was like uh, always uh, 
like not care about what everyone else says but do what you want yeah. I, but do what you want and just complete it the other lesson was um like how uh, how telling like how uh, what i would say how telling yourself that you have achieved a goal is not actually help, don't gonna be help satisfied, you right yeah is not going to help you achieve the goal like if you tell yourself like i am done you don't work for it again so basically don't be satisfied don't be satisfied exactly like yeah. not satisfied but don't convince yourself that you are done you can always achieve more yeah always achieve more like there is always a next level always and we have to like keep recognizing me uh, recognizing that level and reach it yeah so this was the story thank you so much uh, i i've got a lot of other stories about how uh, the climate change in europe actually changed our paths yeah uh, and a lot of them I, i'll share them later i don't know but this story is like really really amazing you know it's about this little kid who had no confidence in him when he was going like through to that place and when he had returned he was a completely changed man yeah it changed yeah. it actually so changed you know this you. story is basically about persistence perseverance and maybe even like convincing yourself that you you can do more maybe it's not about yeah. age it's not about age. it's just about your mindset mindset yeah you know so maybe if your mindset is good you can achieve anything and everything exactly so maybe I've, i've learned a lot from the story you know i've learned that you can like never do you can achieve more there's always a next level Uh, or maybe yeah uh, maybe you should communicate, communicate. you know a very very good points from the story and i really appreciate you and i'm really grateful for you for sharing these stories it's really amazing what you have done and i'm really grateful for this opportunity to connect with you like uh, thank you thank you so thank much you. yeah <laughs> so maybe yeah uh, so this was the episode this was tft exclusive tft inside tft so please do watch this video was brought to you by mire and dym so please Tune in for the next episode. We'll see Thank you next you time. Thank you so much, guys. Use the hashtags, hashtag Twitter for teens and hashtag Social Media Revolution. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for t- for listening to the end of the episode. Thank you so much. Yeah. So maybe, well, goodbye.